You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Thank you so much for that. As we're coming to the end of Stewardship Month, just thinking about all of the things that the Lord has given to us. And of course, as we come to the last Sunday night of Stewardship Month and having the Lord's Supper, how could we not think about what He gave in Himself? You know, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, the fact that God would be willing to give His Son for us. The fact that the Lord Himself would be willing to come and be that sacrifice for us. It's just amazing. It's just hard to get your mind around. And I've thought about it, and I've tried to put myself in that same scenario and try to imagine uh, what it would be like to try to offer one of your children up. It would have been easy to give up David, but uh, (laughs) uh, just kidding. Uh, No, I mean, I, I can't even imagine giving up one of my children for somebody else. I can't imagine, even if it would not have been even to death, just to the mistreatment. You think how, how hard it is just to, to be wounded by just a snide remark. How hurt we are when somebody just disregards us or says something against us. And we get wounded, we get hurt. Somebody attacks our kids with their words even. And man, you want to take somebody's head off. I can't imagine what God went through when he gave his son for us. And so tonight as we look and we're looking at stewardship, I started thinking about the Lord and what he did for us in his giving And my mind came to this passage of Scripture, and look with me uh, at verse number 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy... Well, wait a second. The joy. God says that God loves a cheerful giver. The Savior came and He was giving of Himself. And there was joy. You know, sometimes when we give, we are not as joyous as others. But here the Lord gave himself. And tonight I want to speak to you on that subject, the joy of giving. The joy of giving. And let's pray. Father, I do pray that you would take this this passage of Scripture and help us, Lord, just in our own minds to uh, revel in the love of Christ. May we just revel in the love that you have had for us. and, And may we just... Uh, have a heart of love back for you tonight. Uh, May we 
uh, worship you. May we adore you. May we thank you. May we just have a heart of uh, gratitude for all that you have done and all who you are. Uh, and I pray that you would just be honored by everything that's done tonight. Uh, Lord, may our spirits just be uh, challenged and encouraged. And uh, Lord, may we just uh, see some things here uh, on this passage, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. So here as we celebrate the Lord's Supper tonight, uh, we're going to look here at the joy of giving. And when I think about the cross, I do not think about joy. I think about the joy that is brought to me, but I cannot see joy from Christ's perspective. From the Savior's point of view, I can't see how there would be any joy there. Uh, it was, it's sort of, in my mind, like when somebody, you're having a hard time and somebody says, how are you doing? You doing okay? And, and the reality is you're not doing okay. The reality is you're, you're overwhelmed and you're burdened. And, and here, when we look at the Lord, it wasn't just that He is, he is putting out that uh, He was joyous without there being the reality. It was joy, the joy that was set before him is what caused him to go to the cross. So what is that joy? Look with me at verse number 2 of Hebrews 12. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know what? The first point here that I want you to see, what was that joy of giving? The joy of giving, first of all, was the redemption of man. The Lord was looking at us. He was looking at the redemption. Uh, the author author and finisher of our faith. You know, it is by faith that any of us are saved. Uh, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so here uh, we look to the Savior and the joy, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Uh, and what was that? The author and finisher of our faith. Uh, he was our redeemer. Uh, Galatians. Take your Bibles. Go to Galatians chapter number four. Uh, I've got about 45 scriptures I want to look at tonight. And so just keep your Bibles uh, open. I know some of them are going to be up on a screen, but uh, get your Bibles and follow along, uh, and, and I think it'll be a help to us. Galatians chapter 4, and look with me at verse number 4. We'll read down to verse number 7. The Bible says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Christ. You see, the Lord is our Redeemer, and the joy that was set before Him was that you and I were going to have a way to be saved. What a blessing uh, to be a child of God. What a blessing to be an heir of God. What a blessing to have uh, the Lord in our hearts and the Spirit of God indwelling us. Uh, what a blessing that that is. You see, uh, the joy that was set before Him was the redemption of man. Go to Ephesians chapter number 1. Ephesians chapter 1, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians there, so just one book over. Ephesians chapter number 1, look with me at verse number 6. 
Ephesians 1 and verse 6, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the beloved. Now, now let me tell you something. You might feel like nobody knows you. You might feel like nobody cares about you. You might feel like you are a loner. Let me tell you, you are accepted in the beloved. Uh, the Lord has accepted you. Uh, and in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to to the riches of His grace. It is through the sacrifice of the Savior that we are redeemed. Hebrews chapter number 9. Hebrews 9, uh, and we see here in this passage of Scripture uh, the references to the sacrifices uh, of the Savior and the, the high priestly acts that Christ had performed on our behalf. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9, look at verse number 11. We'll read down through verse 14. Hebrews 9, 11 to 14. But Christ, being come and a high priest of good things to come, by greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Jesus Christ, he was our high priest. He is our high priest. And all that he did was for us to be redeemed. For the joy that was set before him. What was the joy? The redemption of man. Go back to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. We'll read verse 13 and 14. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Good to hear the scriptures turning. Uh, Galatians 3, verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Uh, you see, he endured the cross for our redemption, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So for the joy uh, of giving, the joy of giving, what was it? For the redemption of man. Uh, the joy of giving, uh, secondly, was reconciliation with God. Not only did he redeem us, he reconciled us. Not only did he forgive us, he made a way for us to be able to come back to God. That there could be a relationship. You know what? God is, the Lord is in the, re, he is in the uh, restoration business. And there was reconciliation here uh, with God. Uh, go back to our text, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 2. Uh, here we see that uh, that was part of the plan here. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, he was reconciling us to God. And with that, there was a, uh, that, there was a process that took place. Uh, go to Romans chapter 5. 
In this process uh, here, he was despising the shame. But in the process, he was reconciling us back to God. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1. Romans 5, 1. The Bible says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. You know, you and I, before we were saved, we did not have peace with God. We were at enmity with God. We were not at peace with God. God was not our Father. God was our judge. Uh, and you and I stood condemned before Him, uh, John chapter 3. And without our faith in Christ, the finished work of, the, of Christ on the cross, you and I were condemned. But what happened? Uh, that judge is no longer our judge. He is our Heavenly Father. Uh, he is the one that, uh, that we have been reconciled back to uh, by the work of Christ on the cross. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, and we'll read verses 18 to 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You see, the process, it brought peace. This process of Christ, uh, when he was reconciling us back to God, he was bringing peace. 2 Corinthians 5.18 And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You know, the Lord was reconciling us back to God. Go back to Romans chapter 5. Uh, just going to get you to use your Bible tonight. And you know, as we, as we look through the scriptures and we see all that the Lord has done for us, it should just create in us a love for, what, for Him. It should cause us to have great gratitude in all that He has done for us. Uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 8, but God commendeth His love toward us. And that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Uh, Ephesians chapter number 2. Ephesians chapter 2. You see here, uh, the Lord, He was reconciling us to God. Ephesians chapter number 2. And look with me at verse 13. Ephesians 2.13, but now in Christ Jesus, whom ye sometimes were afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, that he might reconcile both unto God in 
one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. You see, uh, here the Lord was reconciling us to God, and the process brought peace. The process, though, had a great cost. There was a great cost. For the Lord to reconcile us back to God. John 15, 13, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Matthew 26, 39, and he went a little farther and fell on his face and uh, prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. You know, there was a great cost for you and I to be reconciled to God. And the Lord looked at that and said, for the joy, he had the joy of giving. He gave himself so we can be reconciled back to God. The process had a great cost. The process had great suffering. Uh, Mark chapter 15, and we'll read verses 33 to 39. Mark chapter 15, I'll hasten. Uh, try to catch up here. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he calleth for Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent, rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, truly this man was the Son of God. He stopped and think about the, the, the temple and you think about the, the tabernacle. You think about that veil that was there and how it was rent, not from bottom to top, but from top to bottom. No man could have rent or tore that veil. But that veil represented the separation between man and God. A place, a holy place, and the holy of holies. And Jesus Christ, by his broken body, he rent that veil. There is no separation between God and man because of what Christ did. Just the redeeming. There was the joy of giving, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. But thirdly, I want you to see uh, that uh, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Uh, for the joy of giving, uh, we see the redemption of man. The joy of giving, we see the reconciliation with God. But the joy of giving, we see the reunion with the Father. He knew. I'm going to sit back with my Father. I'm going to be back in heaven with the Father. Hebrews 12, 2. Uh, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. What was that? That was the reward. Was being able to be back in the presence 
of the, his heavenly Father. This reunion was the reward. John 4, 34, the Bible says, Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Aren't you glad the Lord finishes what he starts? You know, it got hard, yet he finished. It was a great sacrifice, but he finished. It was painful, but he finished. You see, he finished his course. John 6, 38, For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Uh, verse 40, And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. You see, uh, there was that, that joy of giving. It was, it was also to be able to be back there with the Father, that loving uh, time to be back with the Father. Acts 10 or 20 35 and I have showed you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive and there isn't anybody who has ever outgiven the Lord there isn't anybody who has out uh, has given beyond what the Lord has given to you and to me and to an entire world 2 Corinthians 9, 7, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And let me tell you, the Savior was a cheerful giver. For the joy that was set before him. We look at the terror. We look at the, the horrendous suffering that the Savior went through. We look at him leaving heaven and coming to earth and submitting himself, not just to his, his, his own creation, but submitting himself to that last enemy called death. He who was sinless became sin for us. He took of that bitter cup and he drank it for you and for me. But he did it for the joy that was set before him. The joy of re the redemption of man. The joy of reconcil uh, reconciliation to God. The joy of reunion with the Father. You see, the Savior went to the cross for the joy that was set before him. And what did he do? He gave it all. He gave it all, and he did so for us. You know, as we finish up Stewardship Month, how could we grudgingly give anything to God? How could there be a, a regret? You know, one day we're going to see the Savior. And when we look into his face, as the songwriter wrote, I wish I had given him more in our life, in our talents, every aspect of our stewardship, we'll wish we had done more, not less. I can't imagine if I, if I did something nice for Deb, 
every once in a while I'll do something for her. But when I do something nice for her and I see joy on her face, there's zero regret. Zero. It doesn't matter what the cost is. It doesn't matter what the time is. It doesn't matter what the effort is. If it makes her happy, I've got zero regret. You know, the same thing with the Savior. If we are living to please Him, we will have no regrets. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for being uh, a God who would love the world so much that you would allow, that you would send your Son to come down to this earth for us. And Lord, we get to enjoy the blessings of salvation. We get to enjoy being a heir of the Father, joint heir with the Son. Uh, we get to enjoy the blessings of being the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. What, what an amazing opportunity that you have given to us. And it's all through what your Son did for us. And I pray that you would help us, uh, Lord, just to live for you. May our minds, our hearts just be over, overwhelmed with love and gratitude for what you have done. Now just lead us and guide us. Help us, Lord, to just grow in this area of love for you, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.